Friends, John Dale here in the Wild at Heart studio. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm here with Morgan Snyder, and we're gonna start the way we always do. And just take a minute to catch our breath and consecrate the day. So Jesus, we release everyone and everything to you. Father, what is it that I need to let go of right now? We release it to you so that we can have more of you. Holy Spirit, fill us. We invite your life. We invite your restoration. Give us what we need in this moment. Morg, great to be here with you, buddy. Yeah, JD, I'm really excited to dive into this part two of a Wild at Heart Fires podcast series. This movement, this revolution of Wild at Heart Fires, it's something that's beyond our understanding, beyond our control. It's something at the center of God's heart. And it's been going on for years, but just recently we've sensed God asking us to rally behind it, to champion our allies out there leading these fires. But ultimately, it's one of the greatest evangelistic efforts we've ever made and one of the greatest efforts um, we've made to invite men into spaces of authentic masculinity. And friends, if you listen to part one, you'll know that we're re-airing portions of a Become Good Soil podcast where I had the privilege of bringing to the studio Brian Bird, Jay Hack, and featuring their fires, which they have been hosting for years. And more one comment, the, the Wada Heart podcast is obviously for both men and women. Um, Become Good Soil tends to focus on a, on a male audience. And so the conversation we're going to listen to today is aimed at men. But we want to say to Wild at Heart listeners who are women, I think you're going to find this conversation really inspiring because it's going to be something that you can invite the men in your world into. Yeah, and I think it will really help women listeners to take another pass at understanding the heart of a man, because the conversation really helps to daylight, what does a man need? And how do we offer that to the man? Because ultimately, we want to see men become the kind of wholehearted, mature men that are bringing their strength in love to women and to all the people entrusted to their care. We've taken some time, and you've been quarterbacking at JD to build the infrastructure to make it really simple and easy for anyone in the world to find a fire, to host a fire, and to have the resources to make it awesome. Can you give us some visibility to kind of how that works and what's available yeah, for people? Absolutely. Um, when people go to wildatheart.org forward slash fires, uh, we have a page where they can learn about fires, you know, the basics and, and introduction, and they can choose to either find a fire or host a fire. 
And when they go to find a fire, um, it's a really fun interactive map of the world uh, where they can zoom in, um, they can zoom out and see fires like literally on five continents already. Um, and then they can click on any fire and see details about who is hosting that fire and where it is. And then what we've done is given people a way to click a button and contact the host. And then we behind the scenes connect the person who's interested in the fire with the host so they can have a conversation by email or phone, however they, however they would like to okay. do that. Um, on the other side, if they choose to host a fire, they can go in, create a profile, upload their picture, say where the fire is going to be, and then we send them a fire starter kit. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about what we have in that fire starter kit? Yeah. So guys, the spirit of this is it's very organic. Uh, the guidelines are very uh, simple. There's a lot of creative space for people, individuals, or organizations to run with this and make it their own. We simply feel like we're championing all those different expressions of the kingdom of God that feel compelled to gather men. And so we put together this fire starter kit that we wanted to basically resource our leaders, the kind of courageous people that are willing to take a risk and, and host some folks. And in that kit, there's a couple things. Most everything you can get digitally. So right away when you sign up, you can download a digital guide that's very clear, very simple of explaining what is a fire, how does it work, um, and then what are the guidelines to make it a life-giving space for all men. And then we have this very simple note card. And we have a stack of them because we love for those to get passed around at a fire that just give the guidelines of what makes a healthy, wholehearted environment that's authentically masculine. And we get into some of those in the episode. We also have a stack of copies. Every man attending a fire for the first time who desires it, he receives a copy of What a Heart and Becoming a King is a way to simply say, oh, friends, there is more. If you like what you experience with men here at the fire, we have more for you. And then the most recent addition, um, we have a really cool lighter that we're including with every kit. And so friends, the spirit of it is we want to be really generous and we want to get those kits to every person. We're about 150 fires right now. We've, we've been able to resource them. We think we'll have at least 300 by the end of the year. And so we're doing our best to mail those kits to every leader. And uh, we'll have to see if, you know, we'll need the resources to do it. And we're walking with God and we're kind of creating this as it unfolds. But that's a little bit of what's featured in the kit. Yeah, and we're able to send those with the free books because of the generosity of our donors, which are people like you. You know, many of you may not realize that we're a crowdfunded mission completely supported by donors. Yeah. And so if you hear this and you'd be excited about helping make these fires happen with financial resources, you're welcome to come to the website and give. We'd love that. Yeah, because of all of our years of Water Heart, as I shared last week, this is one of our most evangelistic efforts. Like you don't have to have a relationship with God to come to a fire. You don't have to be a believer. All you need is a thirsty heart and a man that said, hey, check this thing out, come join me. And so it's a phenomenal way to get the message uh, of what at heart 
into the lives of people with a low barrier of entry, easy access point to cut to the heart. So we're really excited for what's happening. So today we're jumping into part two. If you haven't listened to part one, you'll want to go back to that. But part two, picking up with a conversation with Brian Bird and Jay Heck. And we want to welcome you into this deep waters with this mission of Water Heart Fires. Welcome back to part two of this conversation with Jay and Brian and an invitation to light a fire. We're jumping right into a powerful real story from a fire in Emmett, Idaho. Let's dive in. What we often see around a fire, and I want to encourage anybody that wants to start a fire who's thinking about it, like when you trust God, God does show up for his sons. It's only him. A pair of fathers and sons came to uh, a fire a few months ago. They haven't been back since. It was just orchestrated. It was just ordained. And we went around and did a check-in. And one of the sons came to the barn. And he got up, and he was only 18 or so, and he decided to share. And the sons talked about how he was healed from a major, major drug addiction. something that. It, it only by the grace of God, it's almost impossible to heal from. And it was very heroic to share his story in front of guys he doesn't know and older men and guys with huge beards. And he's the, he's the young buck. And he went there. We wonder what's that have to do with a father? Well, in that same meeting, in that same fire, across the fire was a father who'd come in the circle over and over and over again, month after month, looking for hope. Because he has a son that's just addicted to drugs and is hopeless. And because that uh, 18-year-old stood up and shared his story, the, the addiction that he overcame, the celebration that he was now having, and the healing and the victory... That father who came month after month after month has hope. Realize that he's not alone. And that the father God manifested himself in an 18-year-old to show up and to love him in his hurt, in his journey, and where he was sitting around a fire. So you think, well, what's, why should I start a fire? Or why does it matter? You guys matter. You get to bring the kingdom. And God, God shows up. And it matters. And there's hope that's, that can only be given away in this type of setting where stories are exchanged and hope is given away. There's healing that can only take place in the company of other men. It cannot, there are certain traumas, especially traumas of lack growing up. Mm -hmm. There's the traumas where we were per perpetrated upon. And, um, you know, some of the, some of the more recent research shows that, uh, you know, if, if you've been bullied or raped or um, abused physically, that, you can have some experiences like healing prayer experiences where huge amounts of healing can happen in a moment. 
but for those who've been starved of attention, love, dignity, respect, time, who have felt overlooked their whole lives, who have been starving spiritually and mentally, the, the solution and the healing comes in and the transformation comes from two essential pieces. One of them is identity. And the second is a place where you feel like you belong, a loving community, right? Mm -hmm. So after seven years, I have seen men who have gone to conferences, boot camps, um, become good soils, other places, and all of those had a tremendous impact. It's given them some vocabulary, but it's there once a month showing up, telling their story, learning how to quit faking it, becoming real, allowing other people to see the darkness of their story. I mean, every guy kind of has, you know, episode one, the, the new hope, and then there's the empire strikes back in their story. And then there's, you know, hopefully the return of the Jedi where every guy finds their heroic self. We're walking guys through the whole trilogy of that. And that takes some commitment to one another. And it doesn't require that a man packages up his story with a bow and says, everything's great. And the guy who does that tends to be the guy who's posing that we can pull aside later on and say, what's really going on with you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's where I really appreciate what you're both describing is a, is a sacred space for a lot of practice, yes. a lot of practice where men have not had the opportunity to practice these skills. And also there's this, a lot of reciprocity. There's a lot happening in me indirectly through another man's story. Yes. And so <clears throat> when we start tuning in, as you said, Jay, to the Holy Spirit's leadership over my life, there can be times where I can receive a great amount from God without ever saying anything. Whereas maybe I'm used to being the one that has a lot to say. So right. just the dynamics of what you're creating and coaching and, and just giving guys at bats, right? They're just getting more reps. They're getting more chances. And there's a lot of room to make mistakes. That's another theme I'm hearing from both of you, Brian and Jay. Failure is one of the primary building blocks of masculine initiation. Failure was meant to be something very positive, but the modern culture we live in has, has relinquished so many opportunities to fail. And, and we have such a success shaped culture. We, you know, failure is, um, unfamiliar to a lot of men in their ordinary everyday life, as far as permission that they give themselves um, to have, to, to experience, but in masculine initiation, failure is always an essential storyline. What I'm hearing you both describe is you're actually creating an environment where men can fail with the stakes being small. And you can circle back to them. And like I heard you say, Jay, sometimes it's public, but then sometimes it's offline because you hope he'll come back. And, and, and there's a the time where you lovingly can kind of Give a man some feedback to say, hey, can, can, can I just make an observation for you? In love, you're fighting for his identity. You're honoring the man. You're treating him with respect and dignity and the kind of thing that makes him want to come back. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let me ask you guys, uh, 
I'm listening. I'm enticed. I'm still, still in the dark as to what a night actually looks like. I hear the heart of it, of what takes place, but is there a flow? Is there a pattern where every month this is the gathering? This is, you know, it starts at this time. I mean, it sounds like these could go for five hours, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> what if a guy doesn't have five hours? Can you guys walk me through the structure the, 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 the container that holds the heart of what we're talking about. You know, Morgan, I know for me, um, we, you know, we start at six 30 and at eight 30, it's a hard out for anybody that wants to leave, but people linger, they have permission, but it's a hard out out of respect for people's time. We start at six 30. We establish the rules that Jay was just laying down so well. Our, our rules are very, very similar. No preaching, no teaching, no advice, story rules. We go over our core values every single time to remind to remind guys. But then something we always do every time out of the flow that's really important is uh, consecration prayer. Once we're done consecrating, we'll take a uh, we'll take a potty break, um, and we'll tell them about podcasts and things we're doing. We'll we'll give them a copy of Wall of Heart and becoming a king if they haven't already have one of those. We'll point them towards resources like Bean Sons, and then we'll get right into it. And with us, if it's 12 or less guys, it's a simple question. Uh, we'll share a story, a short five-minute. This is what I'm going through. My kids and I got in a fight over this, and I mishandled their heart. This is what I did, and I felt really behind here. I don't know if you guys can relate, but have you guys ever felt behind? And what does that reveal in your story? Go. And we set the ship in the middle, and it's an open discussion. Um, other times, if it's 12 or above, sometimes last time we had 28 guys, and it gets you have to use all the skills that Jay was talking about. Yeah. And um, we've, lately, we've been doing check-ins on a scale of 1 to 10, guys. 10 being your greatest. You probably um, had some intimate time with your wife. Um, number one, you're not feeling at all good in your soul. Where are you? One to 10. Tell us and tell us why. Go. And we'll give everybody a chance to buy in. They can mm -hmm. pass, but we'll give everybody a chance to buy in in a big group uh, to kind of manage, you know, time. And that's how our kind of, that's how the night kind of flows. That's beautiful. Glad to, glad to hear that, Brian. That's awesome. Jay, for you guys, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Assuming it's very similar what distinctions have evolved for you guys that you would say is your, you know, this happens every time. This is our flow. It's, it's actually pretty similar. And I think it has to be, um, you know, if, if those are your guiding the fight club rules or, you know, your core values, well, you're just simply, following those core values and, and they kind of make your evening look a particular way. Um, for us, it's seven to 10 o'clock. Um, sometimes we'll end a little bit early. Uh, but I think I just want to give guys the opportunity to come and to linger. I mean, three hours sounds like a long time for anything. It's, there's no magic number to that. But what I know is that lots of guys, at 10 o'clock, they're going to hang around that fire and continue talking. I've had conversations till three or four o'clock in the morning with guys, you know, 
that's not always. And sometimes I'm just like, you know, you guys, I'm like, I, I just don't have anything left in the tank. I got, I have to go in and I have to cuddle with my wife tonight, or I've got a conversation, you know, that I need to have in the house. I welcome, I'll give guys 15 minutes to show up, get comfortable. I will always have a Yeti full of water and beer. Uh, I will always have a humidor with cigars and at around 7.15, I will personally welcome everybody. And I will say, here's why we're doing this is because I grew up in church. I grew up knowing things about God. I even spent a lot of time doing things for God. But there was a point in my searching that, and in my desperation that God revealed to me that the secret life that I was wanting came through the identity of sonship. And I said, that was a new category for me. And I didn't know what it meant. I, I immediately asked God, what does that look like to be a son? And I'm just very honest. I always share in brief my story. Why are we here? Why do we continue to gather once a month? And I say, I know I have enough evidence that the secret to the life that I want is not in being a Christian. It's not in being merely a believer. It's not in being a churchgoer. It's in being a son. And shortly into my into my rescue, I realized I can't do this on my own. I have to have other men to do that. So I'm glad you're here. Welcome to Fight Club. You are an official member of Fight Club, even if you never come back again. You don't have to come back every month. There's no curriculum. This is not formal at all. Uh, we are simply going to gather once a month, and we are going to be curious about what it looks like to be a son. We're going to share our stories. We're going to share our journeys together because we're better together than we are apart. So that said, really glad you're here. Here are the Fight Club rules. Go over the Fight Club rules. And then... I'm just always kind of led by the spirit. But the next thing that I do is consecration. I never know where this is all going to go ever. And that's actually part of the deal that God and I made seven years ago when he said, do this with me as a partner. I'm going to make it lightweight. I'm going to make it low maintenance. And I said, Jesus, I don't want to have to prepare a sermon or anything. I just want to be able to show up and I want to share what is going on with me. And if that's enough, okay, I'll do it. I just don't have a lot of time to prepare for anything. So he's like, absolutely, that's all That's all I've wanted. So so there will be some systematic consecration. And I like the way, Brian, you talked about giving guys a creative way to, to allow themselves to be seen. So I will often start with a question, kind of like, okay, in a word or in a phrase, I want you to describe how you're doing. I will have them do a breathing exercise. I will allow them to go deeply quiet. I will say to get still and to be observant inside yourself doesn't mean you have to make your mind and your heart a tomb where you can't hear anything or see anything. Like allow the birds and the crickets and everything, allow all that to come to the surface, but allow yourself to get still inside and ask yourself the question, how am I doing? If you were to have one word or one phrase to, to let us know how you're doing, then Write that down. And then I will allow, allow, I will invite the men to go around the circle and say, my name's Jay, and I am feeling this way. 
uh, right now, or this is what's said against me. So in a sentence, only a sentence, otherwise it will go into, you know, the whole night will be taken up by that. Only in a sentence, uh, describe how they're doing it. And I will often say, okay, we're going to do a fab. I feel blank about blank because blank. And that gets them, that forces them to think, how am I feeling? What am I feeling this about? And what's the root cause of that? And then inevitably, over the course of the evening, I'll come back to that question again. After we've had time with God or after we've done some exercises of listening to God's voice, and I'll ask the question again, okay, God, you know me better than I know myself. You tell me, how am I feeling? What am I feeling this about? And why am I feeling it? So uh, so they'll introduce themselves. Then I'll share, like Brian, I will share something that's really vulnerable. Like God does not allow me to get very historical unless it's, here's what I'm feeling right now. And God's over the course of the last week or the last few days, he's been inviting me to think about all the times over the course of my story that I have felt this way before, because he's uncovering a theme. Why? Because as a son, as my loving father, he wants to invite me to take that narrative to him. And so I will share whatever's going on. I will often present a scripture and say, this is what he's drawn me to. He's drawing me into the scripture. And guys, I've actually not processed this because I want to process this here in real time with you guys tonight. So here's the question. How or when or where have you felt this particular way? before. And then I will lead men through a manual prayer, some other forms of prayer, listening for God's voice. After we have gone through those exercises, every man's got a journal. I've actually got, you know, cheap journals and pens and everything like that. And then I say, this is by invitation only. I want to invite you to share all or even a piece of what, of the conversation that you just had with Jesus. And then we'll go around and that just unlocks all this stuff because inevitably when you invite God into the conversation, he goes deeper, he goes higher, he's so much more curious. Lots of times his answers are, are questions. And as you go around, they're sharing just briefly, all the guys already know, everybody has to have time to share. So I'm going to share for two minutes, three minutes. And so that's that's their allotted portion, and we all go around it, and then it's just opened up anybody who wants to share in alignment with, with whatever it is the topic that we've been talking about. Jay, Brian, again, what I'm hearing that's so good is there's these there's a universal way of doing a fire. There's a universal way of hosting the space of maintaining it of creating an environment where men want to keep coming. And there are distinctions, you know, Jay, I, I'm, I'm just aware you are a teacher at heart and you're, you're in a particular culture in San Antonio, Texas. And Brian, you know, you're on the rough side of town <laughs> up in Emma, Idaho. And there's a lot of people showing up that don't really have much of a basis in the category of an intimate relationship with God. And so what I really appreciate is the flavor, right? That these, they, they share things in common and there's also room to allow it to really be led by God 
in a way that's life giving, you know, a way that's life giving and generative to every man. And I love that you guys go back to the guidelines, you go back to the core values, you go back to the rules every time to keep, you know, the major theme, major themes, the major. So let me ask you a few quick questions. And then I want to close on where guys can keep learning from you. But quick questions, um, like how often are there new guys? If you're meeting monthly, are, are there new guys every month or is this more of a regular fellowship? Yeah, it was, it's both Morgan for, for me as well. Uh, we, because it's both, there is a regular fellowship and we got 20 guys that'll show up all the time. We had to, we had to go to more dates. So we meet Mondays and Wednesdays in the second week of the month. And then Wednesdays on the fourth week of the month. And so we have three times a month and I'm not always there. And we have a core group that backs us up and leads. And, um, and there's new guys every single time because of that. And, uh, it's really a, you know, it's really a shared leadership burden for that fire. And it's also shared welcoming and shared, uh, hands open to all the new guys, um, that are coming. So Brian, just to be clear, the target is a monthly gathering for any guy, but you're hosting from your fellowship three times a month because you want every guy to come once a month, but you have a maximum number of men that you found are good around one fire. Is that correct? That's exactly right. You know, Morgan, our currency is intimacy. And to have that, you need, you need some of the same guys to come um, and to build that trust and relationship. But at the same time, you, you want room for the new guys. You want room for the hopeless man to find hope. So that's why uh, we ask guys just to come once a month and, to, and maybe to bring a new guy on the, on the second, second day of the month, per se. That's great. Hmm. Um, for uh, Fight Club, it's, it's guys that have been there regularly for years. And then I often get asked, hey, can I bring somebody of course, always. And um, once they come, I, I, I will always extend to them the invitation. You can always come back. Some some guys, I'll see them, and then I won't see them again for another six months, and then they'll come, you know, for six months, and then they won't come for six months. I don't know what's going on in their world, but they come when they need it. You know, the number of times that I've heard men say. The Lord, I didn't know it was the Lord, but he told me to come tonight. And this is why I got exactly what I needed tonight. And we do invite, it doesn't have to be believers. I mean, I, I love it when non-Christians come. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> We're just going after Jesus. We literally take it in the most non-religious direction we possibly can so that we can be attractive so that Jesus is attractive to everybody and that our authentic selves are the one that what's being presented. And, and most men actually stay away from church because they hate inauthenticity. So really that's, that's the goal. Yeah, it's good. Jay, I hear the, the major theme is authentic yeah. masculinity, which is from God, right? Like yeah, that's absolutely. the core of our theology. And when we're creating an environment that honors the man as an image bearer, um, everything else is secondary. God shows up. God loves it. Yeah, it's so good. One, one other question. So <clears throat> um, this sounds very 
open in a sense of actually encouraging for other men to launch fires? Have you guys seen a fire come out of your fire? Have you guys seen that effect of this multiplying? Yeah, that's the reason I only host it once a month is because part of God's encouragement for me to host campfires in the first place is he said, you've been coming out of uh, boot camps where there's 50, 60, 70 men. You need to create a smaller way to mobilize men because every man who comes wants their own band of brothers. So you need to create a community where men can be seen, tell their stories, and they can form bands of brothers. So there's several other fires that are taking place within driving distance of me right now. So even if I don't host for a month because I've got some other mission that I'm on, they can go to this other guy's fire or this guy's fire or this guy's fire locally. But there's also guys around the world right now who are hosting these things. And I think they're experiencing some of the same growth. We have a whole strategy to give hope to the hopeless man on the ground, on the ground floor are to have more fires so men can experience brotherhood on a whole nother level so they have community to walk with God. And to do that, we've seen them pop up in Wyoming, Arkansas, North Dakota. Uh, we've had two retreats, and out of those retreats, guys want to start fires, and they want to spread what they've just experienced and the, and the encounter they've had with God. And um, we're starting to do, we're starting to get a lot of, um, you know, a lot of interest in how to start a fire and having this conversation right here that we're having, they're going to be the first to download and, and add it to their repertoire tools and reps on, on how to, how to have a fire. So good guys. I think um, you are modeling the recovery of the gospel for the heart of a man lived in authentic community in our age on the earth. Tim Keller is one of the most prominent pastors of this past generation and pastor, you know, Redeemer Prez. And he said in all humility, now that he's in his seventies, he said, what worked for our generation will not work for your generation. And he said, I don't know what will. That's what you'll have to figure out. And guys, the the face of church is changing. The model is changing. People are needing community. They're needing restoration. They're needing God manifesting in their neighborhood. And the fires are a primary way that it's happening. And so like you, I have heard stories from around the globe of these organic God-led movements rising up of monthly gatherings of men around a flame. Brothers, thank you. Thank you for becoming the kind of men that could be entrusted with the work that God has entrusted to your care. The joy of this is this has been happening. It's a grassroots, God-led, God-fueled movement of fires, men gathering, authentic masculinity, everyone welcome. To the fire. It's been happening for seven years in communities all across the U.S., and it is available to you. We're inviting you to come join the revolution, to seed the revolution with us. There are fires being hosted, and we've just started online to gather the fires that we know about. 
and make those available to you all. But there are a lot of areas that have yet to have a fire established, and we're using this podcast series as the official launching point. And so perhaps God is enticing you to take a risk, to say, I've had enough of teaching. I've had enough formality. I've had enough religious organization. What I need is a space to be real. What I need is a space to just show up as I am. What I need is what Jay Heck described as a place where even if I'm shepherding, even if I'm hosting, I get to receive along with every man. What I need is to offer the kind of space that if there's a man in my community that's thirsty for more of God, that wants to become more of a son, there's an answer. There's a way of saying, yes, come with me, come sit with me in the time out of time of a fire. All you have to do is show up and be yourself, invite God in. We have put together sort of a launching kit of resources to help make it really simple for you. It's all at wildatheart.org forward slash fires. Everything is downloadable. We've got a PDF fire starters kit. We've got the guidelines that you can read to your men every time that create a soul safe space for men to share and to receive. What we're doing is fueling the fire by offering free copies of Becoming a King and Wild at Heart for every new guy that attends a fire. It's a grassroots movement, so we're doing our best, but that's our dream. We've stocked our warehouse. This is meant to be grassroots. It's meant to be spirit-led. It's a low-bar atmosphere for men to be men. Permission. All are welcome. And so my question is, would you take a risk alongside of us? I hosted a fire two weeks ago and the freedom, the joy, we are bundled up in layers. We had wild weather coming through Colorado. It was spring, but it was quite cold. And there was just something so joyful about men huddled around a fire right in the middle of suburgatory. And yet as the sun set and the flames grew taller, there was a space of just risking with each other, of knowing, being known, laughter, tears, and some true sense of transparency and also transcendence just swept us up into um, just a better version, a truer version of ourselves. Uh, deeper access to the heart of God. And I walked away from that fire just picturing hundreds of fires around the globe. This is real. This is available. This is happening. And we want you to come join us. So friends, we hope you enjoyed this conversation. We would love for you to consider hosting or joining a fire in your area. Come to wildatheart.org forward slash fires. There you can find fires in your area. You can offer to host a fire. If you do, we'll send you one of the fire starter kits. And we are really excited to have each of you joining us in this fires revolution. <laughs>